Not Pastor Evan's word. I am who it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. I can be who it says I can be. And I will have what it says I can have. Today, I will hear the word of God. I boldly declare that my mind is alert. My heart is receptive. My ears are open. And I better not go to sleep. I'll never be the same. In Jesus' name, amen. Father, we thank you for your word. Help these couples to receive it in Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. We have a very special couple in the house today. Pastor Polo's parents are here today. And they look so good. Stand up so they can see how beautiful y'all look. And they're matching in everything. You know, they're matching because they got that from me and First Lady. But anyway. (laughs) We're in our second week of our relationship series for the month of February. Now, for those of you who may not know, typically in October, we separate our, or September, we separate our church into relationship status where our single people uh, have an 11 o'clock service and this service, which is 9 o'clock, is for, for married couples. And so we're doing that for this whole month. And if you missed last week, I want to encourage you to go back and watch it or listen to it. How does faith come, church? It comes by hearing. And so we kicked off the series last week by talking about stewarding or managing your marriage. Now, today's message is a surprise message. It was not going to be today's message, but it is supposed to be today's message. And it is start having sex. We got one year, one clap, and a lot of quietness. So just look at your spouse and say, he getting ready to talk to you right now. Yeah, yeah. And the, and the goal of today's message is to help couples understand the biblical purpose of sex, but also to understand how sex can cause your relationship to grow closer and for you to stay connected. Say amen to that. I believe sex is one of the most important areas of a marital relationship. However, it's probably in the church the most least area that's discussed. I believe also it's one of the few areas that's prioritized when couples get married. Therefore, sex ends up being inconsistent. And so now, let me just start out by saying I'm not in any way, you know, saying that every married couple here is not doing it. Look at your other neighbor, not your spouse. Look at your other neighbor and say, are you doing it? <laughs> but let me let me say this. I'm not exaggerating when I say this. I know that couples end up not having sex on a regular just due to the 
hundreds and possibly thousands of hours that I have counseled couples through. And sex with communication and money, those three are the first top three three reasons why couples get divorced. And so I feel like it's something that needs to be discussed. Amen. Now, statistics show that married men and women, on an average, have sex with their, their spouse about 52 times a year. That's right at once a week. Okay? So, hopefully, y'all are at least doing that. Once a week. But there's a wide variation of the numbers. So, let me just give you a breakdown very quickly. Uh, couples who are 30 and under. If you're 30 and under, raise your hand. Raise 30 and under. Okay, all right. We, okay, all right, all right. Well, uh, statistics show that you all are active anywhere between two to three times a week or more. Now, if you're middle age, 30 to 40s, if you're in between 30 and 40, raise your hand. 30 and 40, raise your hand. All right. Oh, okay. All right. Well, uh, once per week is your average. Now, I'm going to call this next group mature couples. Okay? Mature couples. If you're between 50 and 60, raise your hand. 50 and 60. Okay? All right. Now, this group can fluctuate between once a week and none a week. Now, their decline, you know, is, is due to sometimes some health issues. Women are going through menopause, you know, decrease libido and that type of thing. But, you know. And then this last group, I, I'm, I'm going to call them seniors. Okay? Like Abraham in the Bible was a senior. And, and their sexual activity can vary just due to whatever is going on with them. Okay? Now, it's estimated about 15 to 20 percent of all married couples have not had sex with their spouse in the last six months to a year. Now, that may sound shocking to some, but I have met with couples who may average sex once a year. And you know, it's not an issue if both people are happy, but typically both people are not happy. Amen. And so the question was raised in a recent survey. I did this a few, uh, few, a little while back. Couples who are in a sexless marriage are less happy than couples that are having sex. And so if you stay mad, we know the problem. Okay, that didn't go well. Amen. So, if sex is not very important, because when we become Christians, we get very spiritual. But if sex wasn't so important, why is it that every affair includes sex? You don't cheat for food. Oh, she can cook. I'm going to cheat on her. Right? You don't cheat for food. And, and then, you know, you know it's wrong if you have to sneak to cheat. 
So if you're having privacy issues, I should have a private life. No, you forfeited that right when you got married. Ain't no such thing as privacy. Except for when you're doing number two in the bathroom. Yeah. We'll give you that. <laughs> First lady ain't going to like that part right there. So I'm going to say some things that are going to be kind of in your face, but it's going to be, but I want you to listen with a heart to learn, a heart to grow. And here's the thing. If you're already having sex on a regular basis, then take this as a tune-up. You know, it doesn't matter what kind of car you have. Eventually, you got to take that car in and get it fixed, right? Even in certain, certain professions, you know, they still make you go and do classes to, to catch up. So just take this as a, as a tune-up. So let me talk about the purpose for sex. I'm going to start spiritual and then I'm going to go natural, okay? The first purpose is procreation. Everybody say procreation. In Genesis chapter 1 verse 27, God made it very clear. He created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. Verse 28. And he blessed them and said to them, watch this church, be fruitful and multiply. And what's the next word, church? Replenish the earth. How are you going to do that? You're going to do that through engaging in sexual activity. He said, I want you to replenish and multiply and be fruitful. And then in verse uh, uh, Genesis 9, verse 1, it says, And God blessed Noah and his sons, and he said to them, this is actually after he started over, he told them to be fruitful and do what? Multiply and replenish the earth. So God created sex for procreation. Everybody say procreation. Here's number two, for pleasure. Amen. I got a better amen from that one. And I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go deep, but we're gonna look at a, a book that most people don't even know is in the Bible. It's the Songs of Solomon. Now the Songs of Solomon is, is an interesting book because the focus of it is, is, is love and relationship. And so Solomon and his lover, they're talking about things. And so, uh, I think I'm going to read this in the, I think it's the ERV version. This is Solomon chapter 7, verse 1. Um, hopefully they can find that one. Uh, I gave them two verses. The first one was King James. The second one is an ERV version. I'm going to read it. It says, Princess, your feet are beautiful in those sandals. Amen. Compliment your wife. Right? The curves of your thighs are like jewelry made by an artist. Wow. Lay that one on her. <laughs> Baby, your thighs are like jewelry. Listen to what he said. <laughs> Look at verse 2. Your navel is like a round cup. May it never be without wine. You know what he was saying? Drink out of it. That's what he said. That's what he said. I'm reading the Bible. Use it as a cup. That's what he said. That's what he's talking about. Verse 3. 
Your breasts are like twin fawns of a young gazelle. Your neck is like an ivory tower. Your eyes are like pools in Heshbon near the gate of Bath Rabin. Your nose is like the Tower of Lebanon. Do you notice this man is paying attention to every part of this lady? Your head is like caramel. Your hair on your head is like silk. Your long flowing hair captures even a king. You're so beautiful and so pleasant. A lovely, delightful young woman. You're as tall as a palm tree and your breasts are like the clusters of fruit on the tree. Listen, women, guys don't care how big or small they are. See? He said, your breasts are like clusters of the fruit of a tree. He says, I would love to climb that tree. (laughs) Proverbs 15, 15 says this. (laughs) Let me let y'all calm down for a minute. It says, drink. <laughs> Why are y'all blushing? I'm up there. I'm up. I'm the one up here doing it. Drink waters out of your own cistern and running waters out of your own well. Let your fountains be dispersed abroad and rivers of water in the streets. Let them be only yours and not strangers. Let your fountain be blessed and rejoice with the wife of your youth. Let her be as a loving hind and a pleasant robe. Let her breast satisfy you how? All the time. All the time. And be thou ravished always with her love. I love the living Bible of that verse. It says, drink from your own well, my son. Be faithful and true to your wife. Why should you beget children with women in the street? Why share your children with with those outside of your home? Be happy. Yes, rejoice in the wife of your, your youth. Let her breast and tender embrace satisfy you. Let her love alone fill you with delight. Why delight yourself with prostitutes embracing what isn't yours? Genesis, it is in the Bible. Genesis 18:11 Now Abraham and Sarah were old and well stricken in age and it ceased to be with Sarah after the manner of women therefore Sarah laughed within her saying after I'm waxed old shall I have pleasure and my lord is old also so here's a take home statement if sex is not a priority it will not, it will not be given seniority I'm going to say that again. If not, if sex is not a priority, it will not be given seniority. You know what they say? You, you have seniority in, in, on your job. That means that, you know, you have more weight. In other words, what I'm saying is anything that is not prioritized is typically deemed unimportant and will always suffer or be neglected. So this is not something that you just need to push to the side. I'll show you why in just a minute. Here's the third P of why sex, uh, God created sex is for prevention. First Corinthians chapter seven, verse one says, now concerning the things where you wrote me, it is good for a man not to touch a woman. 
Nevertheless, to avoid fornication, let every man have his own wife and let every woman have her own husband. Let the husband render unto his wife due benevolence and likewise the wife unto the husband. The wife does not have power of her own body, but the husband. And likewise also the husband does not have power of his own, of his own body, but the wife. Defraud not one another, except it be for consent or with consent or time that you may give yourselves over to prayer and fasting and come again together, lest Satan tempt you. Now I'm going to read that out of a different version. And then I'm going to talk about it. Is that okay? Now getting down to the questions you ask in your first letter. First, it is good or a good thing to have sexual relations. Everybody say it's good to have sexual relations. Now we're reading the Bible. This is not like, you know, a a novelty book or anything, right? Verse 2, certainly, but only within a certain context. It's good for a man to have a wife and for a woman to have a husband. Sexual drives are strong, but marriage is strong enough. Marriage is strong enough. Marriage is strong enough to contain them and provide for a balanced and fulfilling sexual life in a world of sexual disorder. The marriage bed must be a place of mutuality. We'll talk about that. The husband seeking to satisfy his wife and the wife seeking to satisfy her husband. Marriage is not a place to stand up for your rights. No, you have married couples, women these days saying, I got raped by my husband. I don't understand that. Now, I understand where if you're saying no, but based on biblical perspective and principles, your body is not yours. Now, that doesn't mean he needs to take it. But the question is why you ain't giving it. Well, I'm tired. Well, who ain't? <laughs> Marriage is not a place to so stand up for your rights. Marriage is a decision to serve. I love that. The other, whether in bed or out. Abstaining from sex is permissible for a period of time if you both agree to it. If you both agree to it. If you both agree to it. I'm going to sound like a broken record this morning, but I'm doing that for a reason. And if it's for the purposes of prayer and fasting, but only for such times, then come back together again. Satan has an ingenious way of tempting us when we least expect it. So let's talk about this one because this is the one I think that, that, that couples struggle. Because the Bible says, can two people walk together unless they're in agreement? Y'all heard that verse before? Okay, so that means you will not be able to have a consistent or fulfilling sex life unless you both agree on what that looks like and what you want that to be. Now, people ask me all the time, there's a couple uh, that I married once and uh, prior to them getting married, some things that I didn't know is that the, the, the husband uh, had gone through uh, cancer and had some issues and uh, had some issues in the area of the ED area. And unfortunately, you know, they talked through it. But there are other things that you can do to satisfy your spouse. Did y'all know that? 
Okay? There are other things that you can do. There are other things that you should do. Now, you should not do anything that is not mutually agreed to. So you say, well, Pastor, can we use a toy? Well, that's on you. You say, well, is that wrong? It's not, nothing's wrong outside of just you two being in the bed. Because, you know, threesomes and foursomes and all that, God don't count that far. He can only count up to two. Uno does. Did you get that? Okay, so don't put that on your, oh, that's on my bucket list. No, ain't no bucket list. That's a nothing list. But if someone wants to do that, that's fine. Sometimes you don't know the physical structure or struggles that someone may have gone through. And so we, we, we can't put our mouth on that, right? But if both people agree to whatever it is, then let it be what it is. Okay? Are y'all with me? Okay. But let's not use the excuse of what you have or don't have as an excuse when there are other things that you can do. Amen. Now, this is not always the case, but a lot of times men are more sexually driven than men, than women. Can we agree to that? Hello? Yeah. And I know there are in some cases it it, it might flip, but most of the time it's, it's the guy. Okay. Well, ladies, we, we understand that there are different changes that go on during the month. Y'all with me? I'm trying to speak very intelligently and righteously. So even those times of the month, you say, well, baby, I can't. Well, no, you can. Everybody put your hand up. Put your hand up. You got a hand, right? You got a hand? Give him a hand. Give him a hand. Give him a hand. Come on, let's let's practice right now. Give him a hand. Now, now y'all know what I mean by give him a hand, don't you? Yeah. And then there are other ways that you can do, but you know that's on you. Whatever you choose to do. Amen. And let me say this uh, for the women. Maybe. But men, if, if you want, I'm going to call it secret service. That's what I'm going to call it. Figure it out. We're talking in code this morning. But if you want secret service, you got to be willing to give secret service. It was a slow ripple. Y'all see that? (laughs) Let me get off of this one. Listen. God designed sex to prevent outside interruptions of your relationship. If you so worried about him cheating... Why don't you give him more? 
He has no energy to cheat with. Don't send him to work, fool. When he got all these hoochies around him. Same thing. Men, take care of your business. And get some help if you need some. There's nothing wrong with that. If you got to help, help. Get, listen, Instagram has all kinds. See, my phone is probably going to have all kind of uh, uh, advertisements after this speech right here. Because the phone listens to you and then all these commercials pop up. I'm going to have about 25 ED commercials on my phone when I get done. I promise you. So let's review real quick. Sex was built or designed for procreation. Everybody say procreation. Everybody say pleasure. Everybody say prevention. Okay, and here's the next one. Provide physical oneness. And this is one that I don't think people really understand the depth of it. First Corinthians chapter 6 verse 15. He says, know you not that your bodies are the members of Christ. Shall I take the members of Christ and make them the members of a harlot? God forbid. He says, what? Know you not that he which is joined, that word joined means cleaved. He which is cleaved to a harlot becomes one body. For two, says he, shall become, watch this church, one flesh. And that one word, one, it literally means they become one. But he that is joined unto the Lord is of one spirit. Let me read this in the NIV. It says, do you not understand that your bodies are members of Christ himself? Shall I then take the members of Christ and unite them with a the prostitute? Never. Do not, do you not know that he who unites himself with a prostitute is one with her in the body? For it is said, the two shall become one flesh. In other words, listen, when you have relations with your spouse, it maintains a oneness that other things cannot do. So if being intimate with someone creates a oneness, listen, or unity of the flesh, then not being intimate causes disunity and separation. If you look at your relationship and you pay attention to when y'all are at each other the most, somebody ain't getting none. Or y'all ain't working on it together. See, the problem is sex is like glue. It keeps you stuck to, you know, to each other, right? So when you don't do that, it, it, there's a separation. Now, I'm not saying that you have to do it as many times. No, no, because that decision is yours. But what I'm saying to you is it's designed to create unity. Say amen to that. Amen. Sex is the physical glue in, main, in maintaining the marital you. I'm going to say that again. Sex is the physical glue in maintaining the marital you. So if sex is the physical glue to maintaining a marital you, then it must be prioritized. Everybody say, you must prioritize sex. Now, normally you prioritize anything that you need or want. You prioritize going to the bathroom. You prioritize eating. You prioritize going to work because you need some money. You prioritize taking showers because you want to be clean, right? You prioritize anything that you want. You prioritize getting your hair done, getting your nails done, getting all that stuff done, right? You, your hair cut. Well, just like we prioritize those things, we need to prioritize sex. 
prioritizing it first or giving it a priority will help you maintain perspective. Do you know the first miracle that Jesus did was at a wedding? Say amen to that. It was at a wedding. So if sex pleases your spouse, and it should, and if it doesn't, get some help, then it must become a priority because sex is now about being selfless, not sexless. You say, well, what do you mean, Pastor Evan? When you as a, a couple, just like you all decide and make decisions on things, your life cannot get so busy that you don't prioritize this area right here. And what's interesting is it's really a mindset. Because as a lady, you enjoyed doing it when you was trying to have kids. You say, well, I didn't enjoy it. I just wanted kids. Well, then just fake it till you make it. It's about serving your spouse. Now, there are three things you must do to prioritize something. Number one, pick a time, a day, and a place. Number two, protect what you planned. And number three, you got to practice what you planned. Everybody say, you must pick a time, protect that time, and then practice during that time. Listen, plan it. Now, next week, you don't want to miss next week because I'm going to hand you a card. I haven't decided what I'm going to put on the card, but I think I'm going to put on the card, I'm ready. And each person gets the card. And when you want some that night, you put the card on the pillow. On their pillow, I'm ready. Or you may want to get them ready. And before you leave the house, say, baby, I'm ready tonight. I need you to be ready. And whatever you got to do to get yourself together. Everybody say, you must practice sex. You must practice. You must be a doer of the word. We talk about doing the word in all other areas. You need to do the word in this area right here. Listen, going a week without sex makes one week. Did you get that? Boy, y'all slow this morning, boy. I'm going to say that one again. Going a week without sex makes one week. You know, week like, oh, I'm just, okay. So I'm ending right here. There are four types of ways or four types of ways to have sex okay here's the first one Re they all start with an R regular sex or routine sex okay that's just regular everybody say regular that's not decaf that's not that's regular and then number two is romantic sex you're not gonna always have that you know that's hopefully Valentine's Day you'll get some hopefully you know, that's when you do romantic things and you have romantic sex, okay? Then number three, you have recreational sex. That one doesn't have any boundaries. 
That's Walmart parking lot sex. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Sky's the limit. Here's number four. You have relief sex. That's not romantic. That, that's wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. That's, that's it. All right, you just get in, get out. We got to go. <laughs> so y'all see me smiling, right? I'm not having any problems right now. But I think some of you, and next week, which is I thought I was going to do that message today, is loving by faith and not by feelings. And I'm going to show you next week what are some of the signs that you have where you've stopped loving by faith and you've started loving by feelings. Because, see, when you love by feelings and your feelings change, you're going to stop loving. So I'm going to show you that. But but this week, because what I'm going to do, like one of the signs that you start loving by, you stop, you stop loving, really, is when you stop touching. You stop feeling. I'm not talking about sex. I'm just talking about holding hands. I'm talking about your arm around her. I'm talking about just kissing and just, you know, well, I don't believe in all that. Well, you better believe in something. And so there's some of you in the room because there's no way I'm going to do a message and applies to nobody. And I have met with too many couples that I already know that, that are having issues in this area. And here's the thing. Some of you all are saying right now, well, Pastor Evan, you don't know what has happened in my relationship. I don't. But God does. And one of the main hindrances to couples not having sex, listen, is unresolved issues. Now, here's the thing. Do you know you can still function as a couple with unresolved issues if you decide to just forgive? Forgiveness is the big blocker. Letting it go. You say, Pastor, they might do it again. Even if they do, the question is, how many times is it going to take for them to do whatever it is? And I'm not talking about cheating, because if you cheat, you need to be busted. And your spouse needs to leave you. I'd say that. Yeah, they, yeah. There's, you can't breach trust at that level and expect somebody to stay with you. Now, I'm not saying if you messed up in the past and y'all fixed that. That's good. Y'all fixed it. But I'm just saying that, that that shouldn't be a normal course of a relationship. That shouldn't that be. No. And then and then keep your hands to yourself. If your relationship is so toxic that y'all y'all boxing like Floyd Mayweather and Muhammad Ali, y'all need to go to counseling because somebody going to jail. And let me encourage all the women. If a man 
especially in this church, put his hands on you, you need to make two phone calls. The first one is 911. And then the second one is to the church so I can go visit him in jail. Yeah, thank you. And to the ladies, keep your hands to yourself and don't provoke. What you gonna do? What you gonna do? What you... Come on, sister. Don't hit me. I know you wanna hit me. Well, sister, sister. So, with every head bowed and every eye closed, what are you going to do with this message today? If you're too busy, sit down with your spouse and plan it. If it's once a week, if it's twice a week, plan it and stick to your plan. So, Pastor, what happens if it's time and I don't feel like it? I had a long day that day. Well, guess what? Sometimes you don't feel like going to work, but you still go. Sometimes you don't get up and take care of them kids. You still do it. Sometimes you just have to do what you do because it's not about you. So there are some people in the room that need to make up their mind that they're going to do what I just talked to. Say, Pastor Evan, I'm already doing it. Good. Keep doing it, but I want you to protect it. Because I believe that the three areas, sex, money, and communications, those three are the three doors that the enemy is going to try to walk in. And here's the thing, you are the only one that have a key to that door to let him in. So, Father, we thank you for the word today. I pray that every person under the sound of my voice, every couple, will activate this word, protect this word. And as they do, I thank you for a oneness and a closeness that they've never had before. Take their intimacy, their physical intimacy, not just their sexual intimacy, but their physical intimacy. I thank you for it going up. And I thank you, Lord, for returning the love that they had that's still there. That God, unforgiveness, as they uncover that and forgive. Unresolved issues, as they resolve those and they let it go. I thank you for new things taking place in their relationship. And it's in the mighty name of Jesus, I pray. Let everybody say amen. Amen. With every head still bowed, if you're here today and you're not sure you...